Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Spin NFL. What's up, y'all? It's Jonathan Rollins. Give me sorry. Two Americans living in Sweden talking about football. Talking mm-hmm. about football. Mm-hmm. I forgot to do my pause, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that pause. It's dope. Uh, yeah, man. How you? Uh, well, uh, we you could start with the elephant in the on our lap. Yeah. That uh, there's an invasion going on right now. An yeah, o- dude, I mean- An occupation of a country. I ne- I didn't think. Uh, I would see something like this. I was really um, thinking that this wouldn't happen in mm. Ukraine. I, I didn't think that. I thought, it, ah, whatever, Putin talking shit. Mm. Um, and then they actually started like seeing people's cell phone footage of them bombing, getting bombed is crazy. Yeah, it is like, pretty we can, crazy. We're like live streaming a war now. It's pretty interesting when you think about it. Um, you know. I mean, it's obviously it's super, it's insane. It's, it's so, it's really sad to see. Yeah. Um, a lot of people I'm sure are asking you from back home, like, yeah. you know, the Swedish reaction, obviously. I'm a little um, um, surprised at how plugged in my, um, honestly, I plugged in my friends. I have a, like a chat group mm. with my high school friends and they're pretty surprisingly knowledgeable on the subject hmm. whereas when uh i don't know when i lived in the states i didn't stuff happening in europe i was just like oh you know what i mean hmm. you see like little tidbits on the news but it feels yeah. like everybody's watching I, this i can't say my people are all that informed my mother called me the other day to ask me like what what exactly are the baltic states <laughs> is like, that in the east coast she's like is sweden the baltic state? i was like well yeah technically yes we're on the baltic but that's not you know that's not quite what they're referring do to. they do the pledge of allegiance <laughs> <laughs> to the yeah. baltic states of america <laughs> uh, yeah but um i gotta say that i mean obviously hot take ukrainian president Zelensky is a is the fucking man, bro. Wow. I know Putin is uh, mad because I know Putin wants people to look at him. I'm guessing. I don't know. But I would assume yeah. Putin wants people to look at him the way people are looking at, uh, what's his name? Vin- I don't know. I'll fuck these names up, man. Oh, Zelensky. Zelensky. Zelensky, yeah. The way people are looking at Zelensky uh, as a hero, Putin it has to hurt Sting even more for Putin. First of all, yeah, you can't. Yeah, probably, sure. I think Putin is probably trapped in this this sort of cycle of wanting to be seen as a hero, but also kind of one of those guys who it's better to be feared than to be, mm-hmm. you know, um, what's the saying? It's better to be feared than to be loved. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think that's kind of more Putin's style. Um, but I kind of feel like the Zelensky guy too is like, first of all, like talk about a leader of men, right? We talk about that in football all the time. This yeah. motherfucker is like, um, I doing a doing living. a state of the union, not state of the union, but doing an address to the nation in a t shirt. <laughs> that shit was from, from a bu- yeah, from a bunker. Uh, and I feel like he's one of us, right? He's an actor, he's a comedian, yeah, yeah, yeah he played yeah. the president in a TV show, then ran for president and won. And now he's smack dab in the middle of World War Three and like, kicked ass on Dancing in the, with the Stars. Yeah, I, I love this that. Guy. The, yeah. I feel like he's one of us, he's he's yeah. our guy. Yeah, he's our guy, man. And he said, uh, "You, you're gonna attack us. We're gonna fight." Yeah. And he said, "And you won't see our backs. You'll see our yeah. faces." Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Damn, yeah. that shit sounds like some he's, Scorsese shit." And that's why, like, I think having an actor is is a great thing to have in a situation like this. What was the other line he said? <laughs> is it the re- best thing <laughs> in response? <laughs> In response to uh, the U.S. offering him an evacuation, he's like, I don't need a ride. I need guns. 
I, was like, I, I, I gotta push back on the actor is the best <laughs> person to have in this situation. <laughs> if it was a, a a Navy SEAL or a military, uh, you know, genius, that's a little bit better than an actor. <laughs> He'll be at war, fighting, hand to hand combat. Line. <laughs> I feel like I feel like it's proof that if you've played something on TV, it's just as good as going to school for it. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. You know what I mean? I didn't he know he was the president on TV. <laughs> And now he's the president. You know uh, what I mean? Good, so that old point, line yeah. is like, are you a doctor? It's like, no, but I played one on television. So should <laughs> exactly. be fine. I feel like it's sort of like the argument is over. It's just as good. It totally works. Uh, what do you think is going to happen in the end? I think he's going to die. I think they're going to kill him. Yeah, I think so too. I hate to say that, but I, I really, I think Putin is at a point where he's backed into a corner and he's he's not going to back out because that's just kind of that's how the bully on the pro on the playground operates. Yeah, he's not going to stop until that guy's dead. I'd be very surprised if he survives. They said um, there was a, a forty kilometer uh, uh, mm. convoy. Yeah, I saw that. Or was it miles? I forget. I was watching CNN. They might have said forty. Uh, I don't know, miles. but a long, long ass uh, convoy of tanks <clears> and stuff. <throat> They said, like, they're sh- surprised because, of course, the propaganda works against you. Like, you're going in there like, oh, yeah, let's go free these people. And then you get there and people are fighting you. Mm. So the Russian troops are like, damn. I mean, at least keep it real. Well, also, I don't think he gives a shit about that. It's like, I mean, he's claiming that Ukraine is run by Nazis. Zelensky's right. a fucking Jew. It's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. He's Jewish. It's but like, I mean, the how, yeah, how but he's he not Nazi? the one going in there. Like, it's got to be confusing for the soldiers. You got to keep it real with them. Yeah. Because they're going, it's a different mindset. Once they get in there and the people are shooting at them and shit, and they're like, oh, shit. What happened to you? The sporting world has responded. FIFA has thrown Russia out of the World Cup. UEFA has tossed Russian club teams out of European competitions. A bunch of other sports have followed suit. Um, I think the NFL. Olympics, too, right? Yeah, the Olympics too. I think the NFL should be grateful that football is not a Russian thing because I yeah. can tell you there is a crazy debate going on in the NHL uh, because they have a ton of Russian players. Oh, yeah. And I feel bad for most of these dudes because you can't really tell if they're friendly with Putin because they actually like him or because they know that talking shit about him, you know, will lead to like their families back in Russia being in danger. Mm-hmm. Um this happened to the Rangers forward, Artemi Panarin, two years ago, I think it was. He sort of found out the hard way. He criticized Putin. Um, and Putin cooked up this mess that had his entire family in the crosshairs back in Russia. Dude had to walk away from the game in the middle of the season to go deal with this shit. What do you mean deal with? Like, how did he deal like, with it? He had to go home and like make sure that his family was safe. Yeah. I mean, like walked out in the middle, like, and the team supported him the whole time. Like, we get it. We understand. Like, go do what you got to do. Did his family ultimately end up being safe? I think so. Yeah. But the whole thing was kept very secret. So we don't actually know exactly what he went through. And he's not, he's not talking about it. It was just like this weird moment where he was like, sorry guys, but I got to go. Yeah. So. Really sad stuff, man. I feel bad for like everybody involved. I feel bad for Ukraine, of course, the Ukrainian people. I feel bad for the Russian troops. Mm-hmm. All that the behest of this do, man. Mm. I can only hope it ends uh, soon. The sanctions yeah. are working, though. I mean, uh, the, the whole world is coming together against the invasion. So, yeah, the part that sucks about that, though, is that it's like it seems to hurt the Russian everyday people the most. You yeah. know, they're the ones lining up trying to get money out of the fucking ATM machine. It's like. But check this out, though. Uh, his approval rating is really, really high there. Mm. And I feel like something like like in order for it to change. I mean, he obviously cares about the people's support. Sure. Um, no, if, I get it. The people sure. turn on him like making it hard on them makes it, you know, makes him have yeah. to. <clears throat> either look like he doesn't give a fuck about them or he has to change course because of that. It is a very interesting needle that you have to thread from a geopolitical perspective because it's like, you know, you don't want to 
you don't want to engage militarily because then right. you really are sort of sparking a third world war. So if you can figure out a way to prevent that, you know, obviously there's a lot of collateral damage in the process if you're, if that's your strategy, but one thing I didn't it, know about, and I could be ignorant, but the, uh, the really rich Russians. Yeah. I didn't know about that. How much influence they had. Oh yeah. Like one was now that, to like give up his soccer team or something like that. Yeah, yeah, the guy who owns Chelsea is gonna. He's. He looks like he's probably gonna have to sell the team now. Damn! Why can't Stephen Ross be a Russian oligarch? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And be forced to exactly. sell the team. Damn. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> well, I say we start the show with a with a huge headline. The original USFL is suing Fox over the reboot of the new USFL. Can you believe this? <laughs> what? Yes. In a complaint filed Monday in a California federal court, an entity known as the Real USFL LLC is seeking an order preventing Fox from using the USFL name oh my God. and the names and logos of any of the 18 teams that played in the original USFL. Uh, apparently they didn't, uh, they're saying, okay. So the, the old owners of the USFL are saying that this is an unabashed counterfeit and that Fox has taken the league's name, eight team names, eight team logos to which it has no right. Um, they apparently tried to raise this issue last year when Fox announced that they were going to bring the USFL back to life. They negotiated, um, but Fox made it clear that it had no intention of discussing the matter further. Um, Damn. Fox claimed, Fox claimed that the USFL had been defunct for more than 30 years and that it yeah, exactly. had and that all the trademarks had been abandoned. So Yeah, like you can't you can't just lay in the cut and wait for somebody to to bring your shit back to life and then sue. Fuck that. <clears throat> yeah. Fuck anyway, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on Fox's side for once. Uh, on to real football, the NFL. <laughs> one, one, announced... one quick thing I want to throw in there. My suggestion yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. for this whole thing is a solu- it's a solution that will make us all happy, I think, mm-hmm. is if the USFL gets yeah. bought out by the NFL, or maybe not bought out, but like uh, um, attaches itself somehow to the NFL as a relegation league. I'm 100% in favor of that. So there's eight teams there, and then, you know, there could be add a team, the worst team, drops down, and then the be- the winner of the USFL goes up. It's a great idea that the NFL owners will never vote for, ever. I mean, and if the NFL, like, the budget just could be smaller for the USFL, you know, and then when you graduate out of there, you win the championship, you come on up, then you get the salary cap. <clears throat> it's so much... I like, don't think Americans truly realize be great. how how exciting a relegation battle is. <laughs> yes. Like <clears throat> a relegation battle, it usually, you know, these things usually play out in European soccer, obviously. Um, but also in European hockey too. They they have that as well. But usually at the end of the especially in soccer at the end of the year they just base it on points you know what i mean they don't have a yeah. playoff so, yeah, it's, so the it's champion, whack as fuck that's whack the champion of the league is boring as fuck right. the most exciting day of the year is usually the last day of the season where it's like who's going up who's yeah. going down you know what i mean it's like that to me relegation battles are fucking hype bro imagine dude. if you have both imagine if you have a playoff and a relegation battle yeah it's awesome it's awesome. I don't think Americans real the owners will never vote for that. But yes. And here's awesome. another here's another one I throw in there. You win the uh, relegation league, then you go and you get the first pick in the draft. Mm, nice. So you get into yeah. the NFL, you have a new salary like cap, that. and you have the first pick in the draft. So teams can't even try to tank for the number one player. I love it. I'm all in. I already called. I, was, uh, I already already made the uh, the call for the NFL to do the uh, coverage in Europe or yeah. in the rest of the world. 
But we said this Europe. This is another great. This is another one, man. Idea. This is the future. Yeah. I, 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 have, I think I have the mind to bring the NFL forward. Vote for Jonathan Rollins. They should hire you. Seriously. <laughs> um, that's my that's my that's my pitch right there, man. I love it. I think it's a great idea. Um uh yeah, the NFL announced the five home teams that are gonna be playing internationally this year. I thought that was kind of exciting. I'm sure that we got some listeners who are gonna be psyched. We got the uh in London, we got the Jags, the Saints, and the Packers. The Packers being the only NFL team to have never played internationally, so that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to be playing in Munich, Germany, um, and the Arizona Cardinals are going to be playing in Mexico City. The Cardinals, Mexico um, City, that's a home game. Hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. These are all the so these are all the home teams that are going to be playing. I'm saying they probably got fans in Mexico City. <clears throat> oh, for sure. Because they got for probably sure. got fans with family in Arizona and all that shit. Yeah. So that's going to be fun, man. It's going to be cool. I, I, I yeah. Didn't I Mexico City have a shitty stadium? No, they have a huge stadium in Mexico City. But didn't it, like they have to like cancel a game there because it was falling apart or some shit like that a few years ago? Maybe oh, they fixed maybe. it. Or that was that it... wouldn't surprise me. They have one of those crazy stadiums that holds like over a hundred thousand people. Right. I forget the the name of the stadium, but it's El Estadio. No, I'm just playing. There you go, <laughs> El Estadio. El Estadio de Mexico. Yeah, the NFL moved the game out 2018 uh, mm. of Mexico over uh, out of Mexico City over field conditions. I think the Saints were supposed to, supposed to play there, if I recall mm-hmm. correctly. Interesting. There was supposed to be a game there, yeah. The Estadio mm. Azteca. There you go, Estadio Azteca. I knew that. Um, I was gonna ask of these, given that you don't have a team anymore. Uh, yeah. Which one? Which one of these games would you? be most likely to go yeah i want to go see that game hmm what are the they don't say who they're playing the schedule we don't have they don't have the opponents yet uh i mean the team that is on my list of possible teams to join because Mm. of uh only moral reasons Mm. is the packers right the two teams that are highest on my list if i could redo it it's hard to do it with your heart anyway but the two teams that um, are highest on my list, if I were not a fan of any team, would be the Packers and then the Steelers, in that order. The Pack, right. both, They're the only two teams without cheerleaders. I'm very against cheerleaders. They're the only two mm. teams without cheerleaders, and the Packers are a team without an owner. So that's what makes them the best. The reason I'm, I left my team is because of the owner, and <laughs> I can't. It won't happen again. I can't be betrayed. Yeah. By 32,000 people at the same time. I'm down with the Packers. I, I, I'd like to go see them. I mean, as far as the games that are happening in Europe, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, uh, I would definitely not the, the Jaguars. Uh, Jags are lame. I would go see the Saints. Damn. If the opponent, there is, so the NFC South plays the um, the AFC North this year. And if the Saints wind up playing the Bengals in London, I'm pretty sure Saga's going to beg to go. Ooh. <laughs> they won't put a so, Super Bowl team in. You think they'll put bring, send a, a team like that to London? That just came not. out of the Super Bowl? Probably Here's not. the thing, though, for Falcons fans out there. Positive mm. note, two of the teams from your division lose home games. So... That's true, but with the seventeen game season, it's probably not. You probably still get eight home games. Mm-hmm. They could, they could well, fin- both, finagle it. Both of those teams look um, poised yeah. to be absolute trash next year, so that yeah. that's even better. Um, <laughs> that that was one of the one of the next headlines was the Saints restructuring Michael Thomas. Um, oh. I mean, they're, they are over there restructuring deals to try to get under the cap because they're like. Yeah, I mean, what are they? Seventy, like 70 mil, right? million, seventy yeah. million over the cap, or something, or, or more. It's like, it's absurd, and that's even with the adjustments of the cap going up this year. So, well, right now it says they're forty forty five million over the cap. Okay, well then they've restructured a couple of players to go down from seventy to forty. Then, oof, Packers so thirty five million. They still got a lot of work to do. Um, the number one cap. Hirings. The number one cap number is this 
the team in Miami. Mm. Got the most so they cap got money, space. They got money to burn. Yeah. It says that uh <clears throat> it says that there's four hundred thousand owed to Brian Flores for losses. It says it here on the cap space thing. So mm. uh, <laughs> Sign the, um, sign the NBA, Brian. <laughs> well, we got some um, we got some coaching news to get through. Chiefs mm. hire Matt Nagy as their senior assistant quarterbacks coach. Matt Nagy has got himself a job. Okay, wow. Um, Talk about he, a, a downgrade. Well, actually, he prior to being hired by the Bears, Nagy began his coaching career with Andy Reid. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Um, he and he was a quarterbacks coach. Mm-hmm. Didn't he play in like the Canadian League or some shit? Did he? Is he one of those like Winnipeg Blue Bomber guys? I'm pretty Maybe. sure he had a good career in uh if I recall correctly. <laughs> it's a while ago that, you know, I'm not a I'm not a genius or anything. Uh, yeah. We'll see if there's anything that Patrick. Especially Mahomes considering I wrote Joe Nagy as his name in here. <laughs> mm. I'd be interested. Yeah, Joe. Good old Joe Nagy. Good old Joe Nagy. He played Joe a quarterback in college. Nagy. And then he played the Arena League. Yes. He had okay. 85 touchdowns one year. For me, the best part about this news is that Matt Nagy being hired in Kansas City, which is obviously a cold weather city, there's no way that this bald ass man is going to be wearing visors on the fucking sidelines. <laughs> he's, he's finally going to have to be forced to wear a proper hat. It was Scully. Uh, a Scully with the visor, the old school, like the early 2000s. Someone needs to buy this man a hat. Seriously. <laughs> Uh, well, the enemy's cool, back. The enemy's back for what he signed a one-year deal with the Chiefs. Apparently, you know he's obviously uh, difficult. Um, not a good interview. So I mean, next year he's got it. He's gonna get a job easily. <laughs> he just signed it. He's just signing one year at a time because eventually, at some point, they're gonna hire this uppity Negro, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, there's a um. There's a new twist that appears to support this disgruntled Kyler Murray narrative. Uh-oh. Um, so his agent released a very interesting statement. In some cases, it's very straightforward. Uh, but there are some parts where you can absolutely, you know, read through the lines. Um, he comes right out and basically states his, his, his two main objectives. Number one, he absolutely wants to be the Cardinals long-term quarterback. Number two, Good. he desperately wants to win a Super Bowl. Okay, so no surprise there. Even though well, the last game didn't look like it. And then the part where it's like you have to start kind of imagining like the implied meaning, you know, the next statement after he states his goals is achieving both goals will take incredible commitment from himself and the entire organization. This is what the whole rift that was being reported on is all about. Like, I'm in. Are you in? And the rest of the letter kind of goes on. He sort of pumps his own tires for a whole paragraph about how bad the Cardinals were before he got there. The a agent does, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A okay. three win t- uh, they were only a three-win team. Kyler Josh comes Rosen. in from day one, starts, brings the team back to life. Um, <clears throat> and then he has a whole other paragraph where he kind of states um, what he thinks the team needs to do to, like, be consistently competitive. Oh, now now um, you're stepping out of your area there, buddy. Yeah. Worry about um, your client and uh, their contract, and then let the team do the rest. And then he nails it down with another, like, set, first of all, this statement is in all caps. Yeah. Fascinating. And then he has some parts in bold, and the, the one of the boldest statements he makes is, actions speak louder than words in this volatile business. That's a bold statement. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> And then at the end, also, it's like a, also. A, a, cocaine is a hell of a drug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he ends it off with like a not so subtle threat. Mm. Kyler Murray remains hopeful that the organization chooses to commit so that he can continue leading the Cardinals to further success and value for many years to come. So he's dumping <laughs> all, on, all on their lap. <laughs> the fuck out of here, man. It's a very interesting way to go about your business, though, especially we talked about this a little bit. Uh, off mic about you know people seem to be kind of tired of Aaron Rodgers yeah and his uh, and I'm one of them I, I still love to watch him play as a quarterback and in some in some ways I feel like 
I'm kind of okay with him being whoever he wants to be because it's you know it's his life. Do your thing. Yeah. Um, but you can't expect me to not be annoyed by you. Exactly. People are gonna react. It's like comedians <laughs> that tell a rape joke and they get mad about it. It's like you can say whatever you want, but people might react to it. You know? Yeah. And uh, yeah, don't be don't be. So and your reaction to the reaction only makes it worse. You know, when he's trying to pretend like, oh, the woke mob is coming after me, and I'll never win the MVP. It's like, okay, well, you won the MVP two years in a row. What are you going to complain about now? Yeah. You know what I mean? Shut the fuck up. Um, <laughs> I think it's kind of interesting. Uh, yeah, it is. I dig it. I think Kyra Murray's a great quarterback, and I, I agree with him. If you build a good team around him, I don't see any reason why he couldn't deliver you a Super Bowl. But this is nothing new. No, of course not. Like, everybody knows if you have a good quarterback and you build a team around him, then you got a good Super Bowl-ready sure. team. But uh, their yeah. problem is, you know, a good coach. <laughs> nah. That's what he should have said in the thing, in all <laughs> caps. Our coach sucks. <laughs> yeah. Please there's help. A, help. Well, there's a... Well, obviously, there's a lot of now, of course, since Sean Payton um, mm. sort of retired, um, you know, there there are so many rumors about where he's going to wind up. Of course, Arizona is one of them. Um, he apparently has a relationship with the GM um, and some of the other people in the building. And so there's there's a pretty heavy rumor that he could wind up there. Uh-oh. Like, you know, I, I think I agree. I think. um Kingsbury, I believe he's going into his full-on hot seat year. Um, yeah, if they don't succeed, or it, it, certainly if they don't make the playoffs, he's he's done. Um, you know, next year's offseason, like the chasing Sean Payton experience is going to be extremely intense as soon as the season ends next year. I guarantee it. Hmm. Everybody's going to be trying to hire that dude. Any any news on McVeigh? Yes, I'm glad you said that because I want to put some rumors to bed. That was the very next thing I wanted to talk about because nice. my man, former resident of Marietta, Georgia, Sean <laughs> McVay, is not pursuing TV jobs. He is coming back to coach the Rams in 2022. He apparently turned down a potential $100 million deal with Amazon to stay with the Rams. Damn. Mm-hmm. It's, it shows how much coaching gives these guys, man. Mm-hmm. Where it's like money is not a, it's not, no, it's, it doesn't replace what coaching gives mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. He's bo- he's gifted. He's born to do it. <laughs> I'm just quoting. I'm telling Florida. you, it's it's <laughs> it's something that uh, it's something in the water down in Marietta, Georgia. It, it's oh my you know, special, god, special people come from this place. I don't look. I don't make this shit up. It's just a thing. You know what I mean? It's like I don't know. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Don't hate me because I'm beautiful, Jonathan. Don't hate me <laughs> <clears throat> no hate whatsoever. <laughs> uh, yeah, and actually, back to Sean Payton. Uh, he apparently is negotiating a, a deal with Fox to join their number one broadcast team. Is that where Bru- Drew Brees is at? Because Drew Brees is just staring at the... Oh, no, he's on NBC. Yeah. Well, he's just like <clears throat> looking up, like looking bored and shit. <laughs> Just saying, just uh, he needs to get his footing. He's no Tony Romo. No, there's a there were more, there was more news about Sean Payton this week too because there was a report out there that your former team, the Miami Dolphins, uh, were in pursuit of Sean Payton and Tom Brady for 2022. Um, this is a very interesting report. I don't know who put it out, but apparently the plan. Well, they scrapped the plan, of course, when the Flores lawsuit was filed. Um, but there was a, apparently a source within the Miami Dolphins who asked to be anonymous, uh, confirming that the team had contacted the Saints to seek permission to speak to Peyton. Um, the Saints declined the request, which they, um, you know, Obviously, they, they, he's still, even though he stepped away, they still have his contract. Like right. He stepped away while he was still under contract. So, And as far as Brady is concerned, the Dolphins sources said that uh, internal discussions occurred regarding the possibility of adding Brady as a minority owner. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Um, that is the, you know how mad fans yeah. would be? <laughs> Yeah. He owned us for 20 years. 
I know. And now, <laughs> man, apparently that, this that's that's a middle finger to the fans if you bring in Tom Brady, a, a, a huge rival quarterback, and then make him part. You can't owner beat him of if you can't beat him. Hire him. Not even hire him. Sell to him. Like part mm. every time I buy a jersey, Tom Brady gets a little bit of that. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, apparently, God, this rumor was, is. Oh my God! I'm so glad I'm done with you. Apparently, this rumor has been around for a couple of years. Apparently, this idea of Brady being potentially involved with with the Dolphins, either as a player or as a partial owner, he he has these connections with um, Bruce Beal, one of the sort of limited partners who's who I guess they're reporting is poised to sort of potentially purchase the Dolphins if if Stephen Ross gets gets thrown out. Um. Yeah. Wow. It certainly adds some interesting um, smoke to the fire that Brady was this unnamed QB that Ross asked Flores to meet with. You know, in that case of potential tampering, the the mysterious meeting on a on a boat in a marina. Um, so that's kind of I don't know. It's fascinating. We'll see. Um, Brady's got other plans, but we'll we'll get to that in a minute uh, because we're going to stick with the. <clears throat> Broadcast carousel, Troy Aikman is getting ready to sign a five-year, $90 million deal to leave Fox for ESPN. And Monday ESPN? They have That's Mike the... Tirico and who else? Greasy. They got like Bob Greasy, Mike Tirico, and then the, the black guy. What's his name? It's all with Tobler. Like, no, no, that'd be great. Uh, no. I love him. It's a former player. Hmm. Ninety million dollars over five years. That's uh that's a lot of cheddar. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I, I, do you like Troy Aikman as an announcer? You know what? I have a I actually have a question about this. Um I realize that there are people who are like, you know, kind of actively involved in this debate as to who is the best broadcast team. I don't give a fuck who's broadcasting <laughs> the game, to be honest with you. Like, I'm not going to tune in and watch a game because Troy Aikman's there. I'm not going to tune but, in. But, I mean, you don't get excited when you're like, oh, the Chiefs are playing and Tony Romo is announcing. You don't get excited about that? Oh. Not even a little bit. Like, I don't care. I really don't care. Louis uh, Riddick. It's Louis Riddick. Okay. Uh, I honestly, Greasy. I truly do not care. And I understand that some people do. And I'm not saying that I can't watch the broadcast and – and go like, oh, these guys are these guys are annoying. I don't like these guys. You right. know what I mean? So like, I mean, yeah, of course. Like certain guys will annoy me, but as soon as I I've, I zero in on the game, as soon as the game's over, like I don't even remember who called the game. I don't care. I, I could care less. Man, there's one dude I hate. Unless unless it's something new and fret like. Akib Talib is a great example. When yes. he started, I was like, man, what a cool, interesting sort of fresh voice like i love that you know he has this very casual style but extremely knowledgeable you know what i mean like he yeah. knows the game he can read the game um <clears throat> have you heard of gus johnson yeah he's yeah. Uh, the most annoying yeah with his screaming it's a punt <laughs> it's a punt ladies and just yeah. like damn man it was a punt bro <laughs> I just feel like ultimately at the end of the day, like I'm going to tune in to watch a game because the two teams that are playing, I find interesting and I don't give a fuck who's calling the game. To be I mean, if you think about it's it, a, the, the most glaring example is the catch. Like we don't even understand that this stuff is happening either. You know what I mean? Like all of the, like Bob Costas his like um, when he's calling the stuff to when we're kids and. And uh, the NBA Finals is about to happen. He has this whole monologue, and it just gets you ready for the game. That stuff sure. matters, man. And, like, yeah, Joe, yeah. Joe Buck calling the catch, the uh, helmet catch. Mm. Mm. Like, I, it was so bad that you. it right. reminds you this could have been better if Bob Costas called it or if, you know what I mean? Sure. Some of yeah. these. But then some of them, they're so self-aware <clears throat> that it takes away from it now that they're trying to make that call. Yeah. No, I, I like I said, I don't disagree that there are some who are better at it than others. Yeah. I, I just contend that it's not at the end of the day, like 
you know, if it's two teams that I want to see play each other, I, I ultimately I don't give a shit who's calling the game. Oh, okay. I like the little really nuances. Not. I like Chris Collinsworth and mm. he's like, Al, I don't even I don't know Al <laughs> when he's going into all this stuff. I don't know, man. Yeah, I like him too. I think he's cool. <laughs> all of those things they they help but they, they make the game even more fun for me. And uh <clears throat> I don't know what we would be without the sports commentator being what it is now. Yeah. I couldn't watch like some people say I watch it on mute because I can't take it. I I couldn't watch it on mute. And I talk a to, lot as I watch. To me, that's that's what I'm talking. That to me is retarded. <laughs> like you, you're gonna watch it on mute because you can't deal with this. And it's like, come on, put dude, some like, music on. They're always hating on my team, man. They never yeah, give us props. Would you, would you prefer if we send you the Swedish broadcast? Would you watch I know, that? Right? Because that <laughs> fucking sucks. Like that's the only thing that I don't want to watch. <laughs> Give me a fucking break. Um, yeah, the NFL has announced that they're going to team up with the XFL. Um, mm. They are going to—they're teaming up for the purpose of innovation and player safety. This is kind of a cool idea, in my opinion. It's—it's yeah. it's a win-win. So that basically, what they're proposing is that they're going to try out new rules that the NFL is interested in. Uh, in the XFL, they're also going to try out new player safety technology and things like that. Um, oh, cool! It's like a, the XFL is going to be like sort of like a little mini laboratory for the NFL. Which I, I got an idea. Quite... Why don't they make the XFL what? a delegation? You know? <laughs> <laughs> you got to learn all these rules. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> okay, on to my least favorite story of the week. According okay. to Hollywood Reporter, oh. Brady is set to produce and act in a film called 80 for Brady, a football-themed road trip comedy starring the legendary actresses Jane Fonda, Rita Moreno, Sally Field, and Lily Tomlin. Um, I used to love as, Lily Tomlin growing up, man. As, I love all of these actors. Yeah. I love them all. I don't like Jane but Fonda. I can't, but I cannot... Under, understate how much I already know I'm going to hate this film. And, and <laughs> let, me tell, let me tell you why. The plot of the film, it's inspired by a true story. Mm -hmm. um, the blind okay, side. So <laughs> it, it's a true story about a, a gang of best friends who are all New England Patriots fans who <laughs> take a life-changing life road trip to the 2017 Super Bowl 51 to see their quarterback hero, Tom Brady. Super Bowl 51. Who did the Patriots play in that game, you might ask? Are you fucking <laughs> kidding me? 28 to 3 is not enough. And you're going to make me, as a Falcons <laughs> fan, relive this in a fucking movie? It's not happening. Atlanta is boycotting this movie. I'm telling you, nobody in Atlanta is going to go see this shit. Damn. I'm sorry about that, man. It's <laughs> I'm sorry, Skip. They'll never let you lose it down. And I know that there's a war going on in Europe, but and, and so you know, I don't say this lightly. Uh, but it, this means war. A Atlanta yeah. versus New England versus Brady. Are you fucking kidding me? Like I don't uh, hear it. When you go to the war in in the movie business, and you're using words instead of bombs, like maybe <clears throat> this isn't important to anybody else, but. I at right now at this moment in my life am determined to write a film that will be a, a, a counter bomb to this effort by Tom mm. Brady. Something like, you try to for, you try to forget it, and then they, they just keep bringing this shit up over and 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 over. Yeah, exactly. And over and over and over and over and over again. That's crazy, man. I'm, I, I'm sorry. like, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. See, that's why you I, should I do, do like me and don't have a team. <laughs> I feel like I, I, I feel like I'm Zelensky in the bunker trying to figure out how I'm going to fucking in a T-shirt, in a black T-shirt. I'm fucking rolling up my sleeves and I'm writing a script. I'm writing a goddamn script. This is happening. Uh, what happens in your movie? I haven't figured it out yet. Does Shanahan when, run the ball? <laughs> no, I think it will be post Super Bowl. Mm. My my story will be post Super Bowl, and it will be a revenge piece, obviously, 
uh, about a gang of Atlanta fans who who go to Boston and wreak havoc on the Patriots team and their facility. Maybe a taping scandal. We sort of use their own weapons against them, right? <laughs> right? A covert yeah. CIA-like undercover taping scandal where we release all their strategies to all 31 teams in the NFL and the Patriots have a have a winless season. They don't win a single game all year. We don't get no better than that, baby. (laughs) Yeah. It'll be like Moneyball in reverse, sort of. (laughs) Great cash, homie. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Yeah. Speaking of uh, the Falcons, Mm -hmm. Matt Matt Ryan is set to have the largest cap hit for any player in NFL history during the 2022. Until next year and then the year after, you know. Exactly. This will change. But Matt Ryan is entering his 15th season in the NFL. Uh, and while Matty Wheels is on the verge of entering the top five in passing yards in NFL history, he is also uh, about to go from 26. His cap hit from last year, 26900000 something, is going up to 48600000 God damn. It's the fourth year of a five-year, $150 million contract extension signed back in 2018. Yeah. Which we gave him this extension after losing the Super Bowl in 2017. I know you're not fucked up, Tom. We did. Uh, No, Tom. This will obviously change when, when, you know, in a couple years when, you know, when Josh Allen's deal – gets a few years older and Patrick right, Mahomes right. deal gets a few the but they you know but, but this is also two a, of the top quarter, quarterbacks in the league. Exactly. Two guys who I'm not gonna be surprised if they win a Super Bowl within the next couple of years. Matt Ryan, it's not happening. Um and this is also the consequence of like when you kick the can down the road and you restructure yep. these deals, yep. uh eventually at some point it comes back to bite you in the ass. You want to go through some free agents that you can't afford? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Because <laughs> I got the, the list of, uh, this is the NFL's top 10 uh, free agents. I'm just going to do the top 10. They have 101. So if y'all want to go to NFL.com, they do have a link with uh, uh, 101 of the top free agents. But We, we can probably that. afford the 101 guy. <laughs> we'll see, man. Matter of fact, I'm going to look at who it is real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see who you can who you can afford. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> Is it Calvin Ridley? No, it's it's better. Andy Dalton. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's an upgrade for Matt Ryan. I love oh, it. Oh man! Right after Dante Hightower is the number one hundred. I'd be mad as fuck if I was a hundred to one on the list. We're uh, going from Matty Wheels to the fucking Red, red Rifle. Pew pew. <laughs> Uh, number one, of course, is Devontae Adams. Right. There's only a matter of time before he's not on the list. They're going to franchise tag that dude. Number two, which could be uh, available, not to your team, of course, because it costs too much, but Chris Godwin. <laughs> mm. Chris Godwin, that uh, could happen. Then Sant? J.C. Jackson, one of the best cornerbacks in the league from the Patriots. You know they're not going to pay. True. That's not, or at least if they do pay, then it won't be, uh, you know. We could use a cornerback for the Falcons. I mean, we got AJ Terrell. We need another one on the other side. Then you got offensive tackle Teron Armstead. Uh, the Bengals are opening their wallets as we speak. <laughs> can, can he stop uh, Matt Ryan from getting sacked? Yeah. <laughs> uh, can he stop Matt Is Ryan? He blind? I mean, it Is depends on what yard line. Tackle? It depends on what yard line. Right. I don't know. It just says offensive tackle, so maybe he can play both. Mm. Mm. Okay. Then there's uh, Orlando Brown, 26 mm. years old. Another tackle is out there. Mm. Mm. Okay. Uh, but they're, they're they're thinking he'll get re-signed by the uh, Chiefs. Mm. Then you got Mike Williams. If he goes, then we'll we'll really get to see what uh what Herbert's made of. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. But he might get re-signed too. Von Miller. That seems like it'll be a, if somebody pays big money for him. That's kind of dumb. 
But he was part of the, uh, you know, the Rams, you know, cash grab. He should take a pay cut to stay in L.A. Who else is going to spend money on him? Right. And L.A. didn't have money. He kind of has a, a little bit of a job security if he wants. If I were him, pay, I would yeah. take a pay cut to stay. He's 33. If I were him, yeah, I'd take the pay cut and sign like a four-year deal. Right. And then play till you get cut. And then you got uh, Carlton Davis, cornerback uh, out of uh, Tampa. Or mm-hmm. he played for Tampa. And he's a... Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's a... He's 25 years old. Mm-hmm. Time to get that. Yeah, man. And he's mm-hmm. Then the ninth is a name we all know, Chandler Jones. Brother of MMA legend John Bones Jones. Nice. But I don't know, man. 32 years old, edge rusher. He'd probably Mm. be used in spurts. Right. And then there's uh, Jesse Bates from the Bengals. Mm. Mm. He's a good safety. 25 years old as well. He'll come to the Bengals, I bet. Yeah, so... Some other names that pop out to me, Teron Matthew, Mike Gusecki, Allen Robinson. We got uh, a few out there, man. Uh, Stephon Gilmore. Ooh, Gusecki. Gusecki's good. Jameis Winston. (laughs) If if you're in the Christmas spirit, you want to give the ball away. (laughs) The most, uh, I think one of the most overrated players of all time, Jadavion Clowney. Mm. Is a free agent again. He's got to be on his fifth contract. This is insane. <laughs> That's the ones that stand out. Uh, Gronkowski's on the list. He's pretty high on the list. And then mm. uh, some people like Russell Gage. Mm. Cam Robinson. We got some young people out there, man. Christian Kirk mm. is a free agent. Uh-huh. That's somebody that might surprise some people. Get on another team and flourish, man. Because he was really good and. uh when uh, Kyler Murray needed him. And yeah. your boy, Corderell Patterson, he's only 31. God damn. Feels like he's been in the league for 15 <laughs> years. I'm really worried we're going to lose him, actually. Um, I, yeah. You're going to lose him. Yeah, but that's some I, I people think it's going to be a real up. shame. Yeah. He was the only thing that really made the Falcons fun last year. Yeah. I mean, Kyle Pitts had his moments, obviously. He was fun. But it was more frustrating because they – didn't throw the ball to him enough. But when yeah. they did, he did amazing shit. But Corel Patterson, like he he was one of those players that got you excited to be a Falcons fan. And we haven't had a player like that since well, since Julio. Yeah. But even Julio, Julio didn't really have the the thing that Corderell brings besides what he can do on the field is he brings this really great personality, this big lovable personality yeah you know, and the team can rally he brings, around him. yeah you know that thing that he does where he plays catch with the fans before the game and yeah. like, you know he just he just seems like such a cool fucking dude you know what i mean he made you yeah he made you excited and proud and happy to be a, a falcons fan i think it'd be a shame to let him go because i i dig that dude yeah. mm. there's a low down on the list i see a little bit of um Somebody I would think might be a surprise is David Njoku. I feel like they weren't using him mm. well in Cleveland, and he could end up being mm. somebody that pops up on another team and does some yeah. damage. Sure. And then Zach Ertz is a free agent, too. Those are down low on the list. And mm. uh, it rounds off with your future quarterback, Andy Dalton. So. He's <laughs> <laughs> just not going to want that. <laughs> they just not gonna want that. Uh-uh. You know, oh, you know what's funny actually is that I've been hearing a lot of rumblings that there are some teams out there, and there are a lot of teams out there in need of quarterbacks. And I'm hearing a lot of rumors that there are some teams that are seriously considering Mitch Trubisky. Stop it. It's true. It's true. <laughs> The rumor is out there. Mitch Trubisky. I don't know, man. Maybe he needs another shot. I, I think it would be great to see him have another shot. Whether he succeeds or like goes down in flames, I'm here for it. It's inter- entertaining either way. <laughs> Hello? You play to win the game. <laughs> you yeah. don't want Mitch? 
Money making mm-hmm. Mitch. All right. Big bitch. <laughs> uh, so that's what, what I got. For, that's see. what I got for free ages. Um, thought that'd be cool. I got a couple more stories before we can get out of here. Uh, this one's interesting. It's a follow up to the Jerry Jones situation. This is a it, from an interview a few days ago. Jerry Jones is essentially trying to square a two point four million dollar cheerleader settlement. Two point four million. million that he paid out to these cheerleaders in a settlement. But at the same time, he's trying to make everyone understand that based on their internal findings, there was no wrongdoing. Nothing happened. (laughs) We just want, we just want them to shut up. We just want them to stop talking. You you pay these chicks 2.4 million, but nobody did anything wrong. So basically see here. Basically. That's That's what I'm saying. Skiff. That's what I'm saying. Basically. And, the fact that he's drawing more attention to this is probably not a good idea because uh, I feel like this was like this was already under the rug and now people are starting to ask questions. Yeah. Um well we just legally legally we don't want no more problems. So we're I'm willing to go out in the media and talk shit. <laughs> this also came up in a recent podcast about the Cowboys cheerleaders um that included very unflattering allegations about Jerry Jones himself. I mean, everybody um, takes their dick out from time to time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> was so it something a, like that? Was it, was it he? No. So, oh, okay. he, so there's a podcast called America's girls. It, it's, it's mm. about the, the Cowboys cheerleaders. Um, and the allegation is essentially that Jerry Jones brought some of his buddies to sip cocktails and like kind of stare at the cheerleaders during their workouts. Sounds familiar. Um, it does sounds a little like uh what's his name? Dan Snyder. Well, it's going to sound even more familiar now. Jerry Jones apparently handpicked at least one cheerleader to accompany him on a trip in his private jet where she was expected to wear the group's famous skimpy uniform and a par- and parade around for the boss's guests. Um, the cheerleader, her name is, uh, Cindy Villarreal. Uh, she said, my, my first thought was, why am I being asked to be on an airplane with Jerry's businessmen? She said, I thought it was a little raunchy. That's her official quote. Raunchy. Um, yeah. And this guy who, this guy who is, who's been accused of filming, or taking pictures of the cheerleaders while they're getting undressed, this rich doll rimple. This happened back in 2015, and, and somehow we're only just learning about this now. Uh, he was Jones's PR executive. Most people thought of him as a fixer. Um, this is the guy who, who Jones is saying did nothing wrong, um, despite the fact that he paid $2.4 million. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, for whatever reason, the league, there's also a weird question regarding why the league never looked into this. Um, Yo, I looked up, I, who I, don't si- think I looked up this Cindy Villarreal. They mm. fucking went the wrong one here, man. She's listed as one of the top 10 most powerful women and a hundred most influential Hispanics. <laughs> She's a network producer and a showrunner and writer in Hollywood. So, mm-hmm. don't mess with Cindy, y'all. She used to be Miss Texas, and she was a professional cheerleader <clears throat> with the Cowboys and the Mavericks. And now she's a uh, uh, she's like a public speaker and shit. Ooh wee! That's the wrong wrong one to invite. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I made a mistake. I invited the wrong one. I thought mm. she was dumb because she was Mexican, and that's my fault. <laughs> mm. Uh, Jerry Jones. That was a Jerry Jones quote. <laughs> mm-hmm. Man, I hope they take them all the way down, man. Go Cindy. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting. We'll see how that goes. Uh, just a small update on the Deshaun Watson thing. Apparently April, oh, yeah. April 1st, I think, apparently is when we're going to learn some more about the grand jury, specifically about the grand jury situation and, and what he's up against. A lot of reporters are saying that this is sort of the moment where any teams that are still interested in Deshaun Watson, uh, this is basically the day that they're waiting for mm-hmm. um, so that they can have a, a better look at what 
what he's up against. Is he worth trading for? Yeah. Uh, all those kind of things. Um, so we'll see. That should be interesting. And I actually kind of wanted to end on a positive note. I feel like there's so much oh, man. negativity in the right. world right now. Yes, yes. And there's so many like horrible, awful people who just fucking suck. Um, and, and we obviously, we talk a lot about criminal activity. So I thought maybe it'd be nice to balance it out with some good guys because I saw a story about Russell Wilson and his wife, Sierra, yes. um, have just released a new children's book. Um, that is the title of the book is, uh, basically the same name as their, their, their nonprofit organization. Uh, and the name of the book is called why not you it's a kid's picture book, encouraging readers to see themselves achieving their dreams, no matter how outrageous they may seem. Uh, it says it's a lyrical celebration of self-esteem, perseverance, and daring to shoot for the stars. Um, and that's apparently what the foundation is about too. Like they spend a lot of money on, on, uh, you know, uh, education for low income neighborhoods, um, empowering youth. Nice. Um, this is, a uh, something apparently that his father kind of instilled in him when he was a kid, Russell Wilson, he was like, Hey, why not you? Hmm. Uh, and that's kind of the way he decided to live his life. Like, why can't I do this? Um, which well, I think is quite cool. It's um, in, in his he, oh, keep going. I'm sorry. He's uh he he also is the winner of this year's Bart Star Award, mm-hmm. uh, which I presume he is a more worthy candidate than my man, former Falcon Eugene Robinson, who got the same award and decided to celebrate with a prostitute that turned out to be an undercover cop. <laughs> uh, so oh, yeah. I, I haven't I haven't I told that story about the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think Russell Wilson is probably a far more worthy yes. uh, winner, it seems like. He was caught with a prostitute, but he was trying to encourage her to pray. Right. <laughs> yes. That's Russell Wilson. <laughs> he goes into the red light district and asks these yeah. prostitutes to pray. <laughs> <laughs> That's a weird, that would be weird, wouldn't it? Uh, your Lord and Savior is uh, watching you right now. <laughs> he goes to Amsterdam. He's like, would you like to pray with me? Have you ever thought of getting it on your knees in another way? <laughs> <laughs> the Lord would also like to see you on your knees. <laughs> yeah, that's creepy. <laughs> I heard uh, Ben Roethlisberger is also an author. <laughs> he wrote. A, he's got a series of books called "Why You." It's the sexual yeah. harassment of the least popular vowel in alphabet. <laughs> yeah. He's an author. He wrote on a bathroom stall somewhere for a good time called Big Ben. Yeah. <laughs> Big Ben was here. W-U-Z. Yeah. With an arrow pointing at a poorly drawn vagina. <laughs> exactly. Um, I just thought it was a good idea to maybe remember yeah, some of the good guys out they there. They are. And he's kind of the face of the league a little bit. You know, him and, you know, it's, they're kind of phasing him out for Patrick Mahomes and uh, and Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen. But he's still, man, a great figure and a, and a, a good uh, ambassador for the league. So shout out to him and, and Sierra, who I've always been a fan of. I don't think I've ever heard a Sierra song. You have. To be honest. You've heard One Two Step. I know that you say that I have, but I had you this have. What you hear? You be like, oh, the I know guy that I said the other day, I've never heard before. Uh, Kendrick Lamar. Did you ever listen? Correct. Well, no, not really. I haven't. You should. I haven't started. My I'm going to send you some uh, some link some albums. Just just the albums. That's all I got to do. Just go through the album. You'll be like, mm. wow. I am watching the evolution of hip hop on Netflix. I feels like that makes me an ally. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're an ally already, man. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But she's got a song called uh, Goodies. You have to have her goodies. My goodies. My goodies. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't I don't know. No? Maybe if I hear her sing it, yeah. maybe it'll be familiar. Oh, that was spot on impersonation right there. I don't know. No I don't offense know what to else you. I, do. I don't know what but... else I could do, man. That was the spot on. <laughs> <laughs> mm. All right, man. Well, that was fun. Another fun episode of Spin FL. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
Unfor- unfortunately, it was a lot of uh, you know darkness amongst uh, the fun. But you mm. know, it is what it is. We keeps it real with y'all. We mm. appreciate y'all, and uh, if you want to support Svenifel, we're still uh, we're still taking support at uh, patreon.com slash Finnafell. Um, we're gonna we do stuff like put the video version of this up of us having fun, me walking away grabbing chargers and shit, and <laughs> while Skiff talks as if I never walked away, stuff like that you get to see uh, on our Patreon. So uh, appreciate mm-hmm. all the support, and we'll see you next week, man. It's been Jonathan Rollins. And skip me, Sarah. And we'll holla at y'all. Peace. Later, y'all. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.